But when people who are super, super wealthy, you know they have money, they're mm -hmm. on television. Why are you wearing Louis Vuitton from head to toe? It just looks so okay. bad. I'm wearing pink. No, no, I'm wearing these. No, no, I'm wearing these, yes. But I'm talking head to toe. Welcome to Burning so excited for this episode of Burning in Hell. What a clever name. Thank you. <laughs> what a clever name. I am with someone. At What the Fuck Studios. At What the Fuck Studios. I'm with someone who walked so I could run. Um, I'm with someone who pulled off bangs better than anyone has ever pulled off bangs in the history of bangs. And I am with a true New York City queen. Jill Zarin, an honor and a privilege. Welcome. Wow, what an intro. Thank you, <laughs> Hannah. The, and Allie's here. Don't let her sneak away. I am so excited because Allie reached out beginning of quarantine and was selling masks that they were making. And I said, I'd love. Now they have a full-on company, JillandAllie.com and JillZarin.com that you guys are running. You've donated a ton to healthcare workers. Millions. And you are now creating like a full-fledged brand. It's been, a, it's been a brand for a long time as Jill Zarin, my mm -hmm. rugs, mm -hmm. which by the way, if you ever need a rug, let me know. But you have Hell a great yeah. rug now, matches you. <laughs> um, but uh, then Allie, uh, the quarantine happened. Allie, I would want you here to tell this. <laughs> so, well, quarantine happened and Allison, of course, you know, the Jewish, the long story is, you know, the Jewish mother calls Allison and says, you better get your ass down to Florida. And mm -hmm. she's like, oh, okay, but I'll come on Monday. I want to go out with my friends this week. And I'm like, Allie, the point of quarantine <laughs> is that you don't go out with your friends this weekend and bring that shit down here to your grandparents. Interesting. Like it's not in Florida. <laughs> so, I, you know, of course, I, you know, I, I kowtow to only one person is my daughter. And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, whatever you say, honey. But my boyfriend at the time, Gary, was also in the city mm -hmm. and they both showed up. Oh, well, Gary, I knew was coming, but Gary brought Allie as a surprise. And the rest is history. We quarantined with my parents down the block uh -huh. for the, you know, three months that we all did, literally locked down. Yep. Uh, but we got bored real fast. Allie also lost her job during uh, during quarantine mm -hmm. because her business closed, which ironically was closing any was closing be not because of the pandemic. They would have thrived so much. Oh. It was an online auction house of art. Oh wow! And people would have gone crazy to buy art online because they. What are they going to do with all the what money? Are you look at your bare what wall. No, what are they going to do with all the money they're collecting from the government? It's a good <laughs> investment in art. You know, it's like the government's giving you free art. So how has your two, your relationship changed over time? Because I remember watching Little Alley on TV, Real Houses in New York, 2008. Adorable. But she's always seems to be like around, whether it's you guys donating or working with charities. Do you guys like working together? What's going on? Give me the tea. Um, not every day. <laughs> I'm being honest. And I would say she would answer the same question the same way. It's hard, you know, because I want to have a mother-daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. And being business partners is a totally different relationship. Yes. And sometimes I say to her, you know, can we just go back to the mother-daughter relationship and you run the business? I'm like, not that I want to close it. I'm like, Allie, can't you just do it by yourself? Mm -hmm. uh, and she doesn't want to. You better yeah. jump uh -oh, in. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Allie has some back words. to Boca tonight. Well, no, I would say like everyone else, like I, I miss my commute to work, you know, like I miss having a job and having a boss and having the routine of the nine to five. And mm -hmm. I don't think that we ever would have planned for this because she always said her like, well, not always, you only start a reality TV and like you're like later in life, like mm -hmm. your last half of life. <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean? Like you're, you, had, like, you had your career, you had your... You got married, you had it's your child. True. Right, your beginning yes. of life I was, was yes. a normal path. Mm -hmm. My path when I was 14, then it got weird. Show, it got weird. So I always had in mind, I'm going to college, I went to Vanderbilt, I had a job the next day after I graduated, I got my master's. Like, I always wanted a nine to five job. I didn't think of being an influencer, like having these didn't even other exist. revenue streams. No. But because of COVID, I think everyone had to like think outside the box and it just happened that we became entrepreneurs, whatever this is called. Yeah. Um, and now I wouldn't go backwards. I don't think I could have a I boss tried. Again. Oh my God. I, I said, okay, yeah. COVID's over. Back to New York. Back I can't work. see Jill Zarin having a boss. She did. Oh, I've had many bosses. bosses. And mentors. Mentors. Oh. My mentor became the president of Macy's. Oh, wow. Yeah, Jeff Cantor. And now he's retired, but he was my mentor for my whole... He's still my mentor. I still call him for advice. During COVID, I called him for advice. Oh, my God. I well, mean, you are a busy advice. bitch. You are very, very busy. I've, do you guys both have the same work ethic? Um, I think Ali... Uh, to be fair, I think Ali stepped up. 
Oh, wow. I think she's more creative, and I think I am. <laughs> well, in the sense that she's not great with, like, focusing and getting on a computer and responding to emails, like those yeah. basic things. Yeah. Which I'm more accustomed to because I just got out of She brings the color. Right, I like to, to talk, talk on, no, the phone. I want to on the phone. I'm old fashioned. She's I old school. Like texting yeah. and email. <laughs> I need to hear your voice. Right. I want to, uh, you know, because things come up in a conversation that mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you can't put into an email because it would be not nice mm-hmm. or not, <laughs> you know, really, or you can't really explain. You don't get the tone. You don't get the tone. How many times have you gotten in trouble for that tone missing? That's why you got to add the exclamation mark, make it sound friendly. What are you guys selling? Well, that sounds like louding, uh, yelling. Like you're yelling. Yeah, so that's all capital letters. Um, what are you guys selling? And what code can you give my listeners? Go for it, Allie. I would say your listeners would love our crystal manifestation candles. And what's that? <laughs> <laughs> we just launched these candles that we came up with ourselves. We manufacture them ourselves. They're 100% soy, and they have these two giant crystals one? in it. <gasps> yes. They're all about like manifesting. One is for positivity. One's for self-love it's the cardboard box we're working on new packaging oh they're heavy more to like just to ship safely thank you for saying that they are heavy they're sturdy i like it they are oh yes okay are you into crystals yeah Yeah. oh very much so we love crystals okay very spiritual jill zarin i didn't know this about you religious Oh, my God. Oh, they smell incredible. Uh, thank you. <gasps> you don't even know, like, with, you know, Bobby, my husband, passed away. Yes. It'll be four years tomorrow. Yes. Uh, and when he passed, I took photographs of a lot of just that whole week. And what we found is there were these orbs, these blue orbs in photographs that you didn't see when you took the photo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen I've them. heard about this. Well, they were all over Bobby that last week as he was passing, <gasps> you know, because he would go up and down. Do you think those are his, like, guides or his, like, spirits? Well, they come to me, so now we take photographs all the time, and there are certain places where that orb is there, and if it's a video, the orbs jump, and you could, you know it's not normal. It's not like a, a light, a flash. A flash doesn't go up and down, you know, where it's... I could show them to you. They would make you crazy. Like, they're real. So we believe, I believe in that. Um, and Bobby's around us all the time. Oh. He's to Costa Rica with us, right? Oh, I love hearing you talk about him. To the girls listening, do you have any advice about finding a quality relationship after having something so special with Bobby? Yeah, because I found, I found love again with Gary. I got very lucky. I found my next... You did know, you think, did you, think you were going to? Did you manifest this? Of course I manifested it. Bobby manifested it for me. Oh, me Gary. I knew Gary before, not in a romantic way, mm-hmm. but I had met Gary before. In fact, Bobby, oh, Gary came to my um, my Shiva call. You know, Shiva, uh, for people who don't know, Shiva is where is an opportunity for people to come and pay their respects to the family of the lost, of the person they lost. Um, and it was at my apartment. And I think it was the second day. Gary Brody shows up looking so hot. And he's got a <laughs> scarf around his neck. At Wait, Shiva. Patty Stanger is like, who is that guy? Patty oh, wanted yeah. him. And so did Lisa Oh, Gaston. Patty wanted him. Oh, yeah, Lisa Gaston. By the way, I'm a huge fan of Patty. Oh, oh you, got Pat, you should have Patty. I mean, it's all about the picker. <laughs> oh, yeah. And by the way, Patty is the biggest crystal person you've ever met. Well, she's LA. I mean, no, but she's really, 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 you know, she's making spells. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's like doing... So Bobby was like, don't be sad. Here is a gift for me. <laughs> How is Gary different than Bobby? Well, He's one, younger. One more thing, though, because with Bobby, it was like a 10-year, you know, it was a very, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a, we don't call it like a tragedy in that it wasn't like a sudden. Or yeah. Like, it was like. A long time. It was a very long time. Yeah. But not and a no, bad time. No one wants someone he to was, suffer. He was, he was perfectly fine for nine years. Yeah. It was the last year or last 18 months that things started to go downhill and yeah. the last six months that were horrific. I wouldn't wish on anyone. Do you feel like you almost appreciate Gary more after knowing how things are not forever? Um, no, I don't. I don't think I appreciate him more. I just think I appreciate him. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's because of that. No, I just, Gary's just completely different than Bobby. Like, you could not have more polar opposites. For example, <laughs> I hope he's listening. Um, Bobby was, mis- uh, first of all, Bobby was uh, a nightbird. So he wouldn't, he would say the crack of dawn. He would be up at the uh, crack of noon. Uh-huh. He wouldn't get, a, he wouldn't be ready to go out till the crack of noon. He'd get up around 10. He would take an hour, the shower, the bath, the hair. <laughs> this. He took 10 times longer than me. I'm in and out of that shower, makeup on in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm Right? Yeah. Then he had to have his coffee. 
You know, it was a whole thing. And I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I was always waiting for Bobby. My whole marriage, I'm always waiting for Bobby because mm-hmm. he was the, he was slow. But he never, he never lost anything. He never mm. misplaced anything. He took his time. He never made any mistakes because he took his time and he was careful, meticulous. He would count his money all going in the right direction. He would make <laughs> sure he had money, make sure he'd have his credit cards. He made sure in the old days before there was GPS, mm-hmm. He's not great with directions, so he would always have a map. I remember this when we were dating. It's he adorable. would have a map, and he would have it drawn out, and he would have all the directions. I mean, he was just everything about Bobby Zarin was, and he always dressed impeccably. He was in a suit and a tie, and he had a you know a thing, and he always had a hanky. My father actually always had. So a he has the opposite of Gary. So here comes Gary. <laughs> How would you like to describe Gary? Trying to pick women up at a funeral. Wedding crashers. How would you describe him? He's more practical. He gets out of bed. He puts a snuggie on. Mm -hmm. Well, he's okay. He's an early bird. The night before, Mm -hmm. wakes up at five a.m. So, so Bobby would stay up until you know three in the morning. Doing what? Watching TV. Uh huh. But if when he was younger, he used to own nightclubs. Oh, so, so Bob, he's used Bobby to that. Bobby was the guy I wanted to date when he was like 25. Mm-hmm. He had a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of money. He was very flashy. Mm-hmm. In those days, <laughs> Studio 54, he owned in West Hampton, he owned a place called Taraz where he'd have all these Broadway star- singers come and sing for their supper, so to speak, and work. And he owned um, another one. I don't remember the name, but he was like, he's he was a cool a night, night he owl. Been, right. He should have been a nightclub owner. That was his. Not not a not a warehouse, not a fabric warehouse. That wasn't glamorous enough for Bobby's. Mm. It really wasn't. It was it was not his calling. It ended up being what he did to make somewhat of a living, but not really. He made his money in real estate. He mm. had a lot of properties on the Lower East Side and all over the country. That's what he loved. Zarin Fabrics was the place where he hung his hat. Yeah, you know, he made a living, but you until know, everyone else supported a lot of families. I feel connected to the Zarin brand because I do live in the Lower East Side, and I walk by Zarin Fabrics every day, and I tell my fiance, "Okay, Jill Zarin," and I try to give him the whole rigmarole. I show him your have Instagram. Have you walked inside? I'd love to hear what no. they're doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I could I snoot for you. I would love you to um, <laughs> get you know, the they, drama. I will say they have the best fabric prices in town. They really do. And you got them on. Bravo. I sure That did. first episode, you put him on the you map. You know what's so funny? The family, I won't name names, mm-hmm. but the people who work there really, I think, resented me mm. for a long time about it and um, never credited me with any business or traffic or anything. It's not easy to get a business In on fact, Bravo. They were embarrassed of me, I would say. Like they were almost, the fam- some of the people in the family were embarrassed that I was on such a reality show. And when I would say, would you like to film? You know, they wouldn't want to. But to be fair, them. no one knew what reality TV was back in 2009. Why in the hell did you decide to do it in 2008? Because I say yes to everything. That was my motto. Same. That was my motto. And they came to me. How'd they, did how'd they find you? Uh, they found me online because the production company was hired by Bravo mm-hmm. to cast a show called Manhattan Moms. Yes. And it was about moms and their kids. And so they had these young 25-year-old or, and interns or whatever in L.A. Mm-hmm. told to do this. And, you know, even back then, the Internet wasn't what it is today. There was no Twitter. There was no Instagram. There was no Facebook. I mean, maybe there was a little Facebook. And it was Guest of a Guest and New York so Social Diary. So Guest of a Guest, New York Social Diary, which I don't even know if it exists anymore. They found a photo of Allie and I at a charity event called Outrageous. And they looked my phone number, 911, oh no, 411, mm-hmm. and they called me. And I had the, you know, I had the tape for a long time. I think it's still at Zaren Fabrics. I don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. But it was James Davis, who I found out yesterday is still working in television. Wow. And he was British. And I thought he was like this older, sophisticated guy. I find out he was like 24, wearing <laughs> jeans, whatever. Very cool kid. And he said, My name is James Davis. I'm calling from Ricochet Television. We produce Super Nanny. Would you be interested in doing a reality show about glamorous moms and their kids? Please give us a call. Here's my number. Wow. And I said to Bobby, it was on my answering machine. Does anyone know what an answering machine is? <gasps> uh, we, it was on my answering machine. And I said, what do I do? Oh, my God. This is amazing. I'll be famous. I, they, I think they said, oh, put yourself on tape. So I did a five-minute tape. And I had a, a guy who I had met who was in television. And he came over. And I had that old-fashioned silver, you know, camera. I mean, what was it called? Like a, um, a JVZ? V, what was the name of that? JVZ? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever the tape was. Camcorder. Like camcorder. Yeah, yeah. It was a camcorder. 
And I did a five minute high I'm Jill's and they by the way, they've used this tape since on different yeah. things on Bravo. Um, that's why whatever you do, you better make sure you it's good enough to be out there. Oh yeah. On the front page. So we did a video in my, you know, fake um Park Avenue-esque apartment because I lived on First Avenue in mm-hmm. a new, brand new building, which like today you would make it totally modern and hip and cool. But I had this vision that I wanted to live on Park Avenue. Mm-hmm. So I literally spent like a hundred grand on moldings and all this shit, which I ended up ripping out because I hated it. I mean, everything I ever do, I like do and I rip out. Um, <laughs> decorating. But anyway, so I, I do this tape. You know, hi, I'm Jill Zarin and this is my husband, Bobby Zarin, my daughter, Allie. And at the time I had Ginger and she goes to school on the Upper East Side and mm-hmm. we do this glamorous life and we do charity and da da And then they call me back and they said, we'd love to come out to New York and tape you for a day in your real life. And I'm like, awesome. Now, at the time, I had this gay husband, Brad, <laughs> if anybody remembers, and he was uh, like my partner in crime. And mm-hmm. he and I had actually talked about pitching a reality show like because Lisa Gaston so had one. It we sounds like on hers. you manifested this. Oh, I totally manifested it. So continue. That's why I have manifestation candles. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I manifest things. I think about it, and I. It's like a vision board. It's the same thing. It really is. So they come. They film you so that they day. They come and they spent the day with me, and she followed me to work and followed me and Brad. Then I remember we went with we went to get Allie at school, and then of course we did what we never do, right? So we go to school. I pick her up. Then we go to Barney shopping. You know. Then we go somewhere else shopping. Mm-hmm. Then we go somewhere, and I'm like, we don't normally do this, okay? She goes home and does homework, <laughs> and I usually don't. She's pick like, her now up. you I do. Make her take a taxi. <laughs> um, Walk home. You know, <laughs> at the time, I had a fancy life. I had a driver named Paul in a Bentley. <laughs> and mm-hmm. pick Allie up at school as all fancy pants. Remember that? And uh, so then we, so then I made dinner for five girlfriends at a restaurant. I made a reservation. And I remember this. I get in the car. I'm in the back of my Bentley. I have my driver. And, you know, I'm trying to, I want, you know, whatever you want, you want, if I, if I say I want something, I want to get it. Like, I'm not going to go in half-ass. I'm going to really try. And I was really committed. I wanted to get the show. Even if I would say no, mm-hmm. I wanted to get the offer. I mean, that's the way. I'm the same way. Even if I don't want to go to the party. Right. Even if I can't go to your party, you better fucking invite me. Because okay? I am going to hold it against you. I'm holding it against a friend of mine right now who's invited me to her Christmas party. Even though she lives in Las Vegas. It doesn't matter. And I'm in Boca. I want to be included. So, anyway, I'm in the back of the car. And I was at that time running with a crowd of women who were a bit older than me, um, more mature and successful and fabulous people. Philanthropy. Very much in philanthropy. And one of them was Denise Rich. Yeah. And it, in those years, Denise was like the queen of New York. Yeah. She was divorced from Mark Rich. She lives in a triplex penthouse on, on Fifth Avenue. She, um, her, you know, on the tragedy of tragedy, which she will never have a day with, is that, you know, her daughter died of leukemia. Oh. Um, and she's given and dedicated her life to raising money to find a cure. And, and if it wasn't for her and the money she's raised, I mean, her daughter would not have died today. Wow. Our daughter would have had treatment because of Denise. And so Denise lived a very fabulous, fancy life. And we were friends. I was, you know, she came to Allison's bat mitzvah. Mm -hmm. And I was so happy. Like, how many people can say that Denise Rich came to their daughter's bat mitzvah? I was like so impressed by that and so happy. And I loved her. I did. I loved her. I still love her, by the way. I still go to all her stuff. Um, Right. Yes, so this right. is the OG influencer. This is real socialite. This is like the real, they don't have it anymore. It doesn't exist. Can, People don't want to go to charities the way they did. Well, can you give me advice for back in the day how yes. to be a successful socialite? Have a lot of money. <laughs> have a lot of money and buy tickets. Yes. You're going to buy your way in by buying tickets. You're going to buy tickets. You're going to buy tables. But and that's how you meet people. Influencer events are now kind of that thing, but I'm awkward in like a big group setting i end up finding like the one girl who also was like this is stupid right so how do you go to an event and not make a fool of yourself like what's the what's the well first of all to being fair cool at i an event? bobby zarin with me yes so even if i feel like a child and a fool yeah he makes me look really good oh you know you you've no, you never met him so you have a good sidekick i mean he's just you know for, for, for a man or anyone to survive four years on Real Housewives where there isn't one person on the planet who would say one bad word about him. I mean, let's say um, 
I won't even mention her. Yeah. I was going to say, even she showed up at his funeral. It's like, you know, there wasn't a bad word that anybody would say about Bobby yeah. Zarin on this planet, even yeah. being on television for four years. So he said enough that he didn't like not exist. Yeah. Because sure, you could be on the show. If you don't talk, <laughs> you're not going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he spoke. Mm-hmm. But the way he Sorry, spoke. Right. And and Mario. Mario was, you know, mm-hmm. horrible to me and mean cruel to me. Bobby would never treat a woman like that. Bobby was an old fashioned. It always gentleman. gets awkward when you see the guys like stirring up drama with the happen. women and I'm always like, let you know, and Bobby would listen to it and watch it, but he knew when to step in. And he also knew what advice to give yeah, you. Yeah, a lot of times, times he would say nothing. And he would just like, he, he would always say, I'm going to stay out of it. The girls have to fight with the girls. But when, Which is respectful. Like when Mario came after me, this is many years ago, by yeah. the way, you know, uh, Bobby would step in and he would be very quiet and subtle, you know, and he would say to Mario, you know, Mario, let's yeah. just stay away from Jill. Like he wouldn't yeah. get aggressive. It wasn't no. his nature. So he was my protector. But in <gasps> any case, I remember sitting in the back of the Bentley that day of my audition tape. And I was, I had all my mail and I was opening up all these invitations. <laughs> and that's what I was like. I'm like, I run with a fabulous circle of friends. Look at this. <laughs> and then I'm like, here's Denise Rich. And here's this one. And here's this one. Little did I know. That was my audition tape that I made with them that one day. I, so I was talking to Barry the other day. She thought that was in season one, an episode. I'm mm. like, no, that wasn't an episode. No. Or did, oh, they, or did they use it? They used it in an episode, but it wasn't filmed for the episode. It was filmed for my my tape. I do have to let people know that I've been chatting with you a little bit before filming this pod, and um, you're made for TV. Everything that comes out of your mouth is hysterical, <laughs> unique, you. raw, authentic. Oh, it's... And I haven't... But I also would argue, I feel like if you'd been in the franchise, I don't know if you'd be as down to earth right now. I mean, if I stayed if on you st- If you'd been on it for the last I would couple of years. You. No, no, I mean, I would agree that um, my family told me that I changed. They didn't like who I was becoming by mm. season four. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it at all. I'm like, why are you saying that? You're like, I don't agree at all. These people love well, me online. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. But looking at my hair might have been an indicator. <laughs> like, I had so much hair. My ego was as big as my hair. <laughs> I don't know what to say, um, except that I believe that God always um, brings you what you can handle. Yes. I think that things that are meant to be are meant to be. There is such thing as manifestations, but there's also God knowing. And um, I always try to give advice like to Allie is to like follow the energy. Yeah. You know? Um, and there's a joke. I, I, it's probably too long a joke, but <laughs> meaningful joke. Bobby used to tell the joke a lot better than I will, but it has a it has a real message to it. And and can I, I don't know if I have enough time to say Oh, no, it. we it's love a one. joke. We love okay. a joke. Yeah, you can cut if you don't want it. But this is a good one. This is Bobby Zarin's like best one. He would say, okay, so there's three, um, there's a guy who's who goes fishing and his boat turns over and he's drowning. Okay, and another boat comes by and says, hey, mister, let me throw you a lifeline. And the guy says, no, 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 no. God will save me. And then a helicopter comes by and drops a basket. And the guy says, no, 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 no. God will save me. And then another boat comes by and, you know, they throw him another lifeline and they're like, you know, can we can we help you? And he says, no, no, no. God will save me. Well, they all leave and he's there and he drowns and he dies and he gets up to heaven and he says to God, I don't understand. You said you were going to save me. He says, what else could I do? I sent you a fucking boat. I sent you a helicopter. I sent you another lifeline and you didn't take it. What else can I do? So the moral of the story. That was great. But the moral of the story is that if you listen to the messages, God is not going to talk to you with a telephone. Mm -hmm. He's not going to call you and say, don't get on that plane or don't take that role or take that role. But there are other messages if you listen that guide you that way. Yes. Some of them are as, as, as rough as you got fired. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a message you can't undo. Mm-hmm. But you have to take that as, I got fired because I'm supposed to get fired because there's something else out there yes. that I couldn't do if not for. Like you may not have been able to do this podcast, mm-hmm. which will survive 50 seasons or mm-hmm. whatever season Summer House lasts. Mm-hmm. This will survive it, and you will make so much more money doing it because you'll get an NFT thing going. <laughs> Look at this. It. You're going to have an avatar, <laughs> and you're going to have all these crazy things, which you would not have done had you stayed in the Bravo universe. And then in five years from now, when you have an avatar and you're making millions of dollars, and if Bravo came to you and said, would you like to come back? You're going to be like, 
no way. Mm-hmm. You know, I've moved on and look what I'm doing now. Did it take you a while to learn this yourself? Um, yes. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that I wish I had a friend like me yeah. to teach me the life. You know, my parents always said to me, why do you always have to break your arm to know what it feels like? Why can't me telling you not to do this, that you're going to break your arm is enough? Why isn't that enough? Why do you have to do it? Because that's who I am. I'm like you. I need to make the mistake myself. And then I'll never myself. forget it. But I, And I'll learn from it. For me, some, the universe will... two or three times. <laughs> the universe will like really kick me out of situations because they know I'm a fighter. So they'll be like, we need to make it so impossible for her to go down this route. And then then listen to it. Yes. Stop fighting it. And I also, I think about it with energies of people too. Like you think about relationships, friendships that work out. It's so effortless and it feels nice. And then the ones where you feel like almost dirty afterward, listen to that. Listen to that. Because you're so, you're so... Get so caught into your head that you want it to work mm-hmm. that you fight every instinct coming saying, don't do it. Yeah. Because you and your other part of your brain is like, I have to do it. I have to be successful. At yeah. it. I don't care what blocks me. Or but you're listening to other voices that yes. think that it's right for you. And I would also argue that when you leave a situation and actually shut a door that you're scared to shut, you have no idea the other doors what that are going to open. Every day. I have an aunt cookie who's my, who's my mother's <laughs> younger sister, who is my my you know um, spiritual you know guidance mm-hmm. and the person who encourages me. She's the one who watches every television show, every po- everything I have, and calls me right after as I'm walking down the hall in you know the Today Show. Mm-hmm. She'll be like, "You were great, you were great, you were you know." She's the call that you want. You know, because you know when she's you looking famous, over you. A lot of people in the beginning they do, mm-hmm. but as you be stay famous, they they don't anymore. They assume everyone else is. They assume everyone's mm-hmm. kissing your ass and everyone else is telling you how great you are. By the way, it's not true. And Hannah does want a phone call when she has a good podcast to mm-hmm. say, you know what? I loved your podcast today. Mm-hmm. Right? You're a thousand. And not a stranger. Right. I'm talking about someone who means something to you, whether yeah, it's your yeah. Beyonce, when you're when you're going parents, through something hard too, people just like assume like, well, she has the following, fine. so she's, she's fine. Got people. No, you know, not always. So anyway, I have the same cookie who no matter what will always be the one. Every birthday I get a card. Every mm-hmm. anniversary I get a card. If I'm not feeling well, if someone dies. I mean, she is the most incredible. But she has a saying. She says to me all the time, if something's not going well for me, she'll say, you know, Jill, when one door opens, oh, when one door closes, a window opens. Mm. Says it all the time. And it's true. Yeah. It is true. When a door closes, a window opens. This was an opening, I'm guessing, for you. Were you doing this when you were on your show? I, I was, but it's evolved, and I have another podcast that evolved from the show called Giggly Squad, oh, where my friends and I talk about that. go off on it, and it's it's so much fun for me. But I always feel like if, if I had planned my life and focused really hardcore for one thing, I would have never—you can't even imagine what you can get when you just like let yourself go towards the right energy. But I want to know, what was Jill Zarin like when she was 25? Where was 25? she? What was her mindset? Okay. Um, my mindset, I was newly married mm-hmm. to Allison's dad. Mm-hmm. I was success- I was a very hard worker. And I still am. It's a work ethic thing. It's never about money. It I mean, brings you joy. You like it. Like back then, I was hungry to make money. I grew up upper middle class. My parents never, I never wanted for anything. I even had a car when I graduated college, not new. It was like a 1973 Pontiac Grand Am. <laughs> but... Um, uh, <laughs> You know, I, but I love to work because I've always gotten um, self-satisfaction from earning money working. Like that's the payment. It wasn't close. Actually, when I was really young, like 13, I'd work in a store called Infinity mm-hmm. and they would give me free jeans or clothes. So I would work in the basement organizing the stock room and she would throw me a shirt or something at the end of the day. Like that was enough for me. Uh, and I'm motivated that way. I'm um, motivated by money and I'm motivated by um, incentives. Mm. That's what drives me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't drive everyone. You know, every, it's interesting. You have to kind of know when people work for you what motivates them. But mm-hmm. that's a whole nother show. <laughs> I can give a lot of business advice too. Um, what was the question? Oh, yeah. When you were 25. Oh, so when you, I was 25. So I was married. newly married. I got married at 24. Um, I wanted to have a baby. I didn't know if I wanted it right away, but we were not not trying. Mm-hmm. Turned out I didn't have one until I was 30. But that was like on my mind. And I worked for a sock company, oh, selling yeah. men's 
men's uh, hosiery and I was very successful at it. And I built a house in the Poconos. <gasps> it was my first house we split with Stephen's brother, my husband's brother. And I think it cost um, like $80,000. It mm-hmm. was like 40 each. And that was nice so little much cabin. to me. It was it was a prefab house. It mm. came on two trucks. Oh, yeah. And they lifted it and put it together. <laughs> I have the tape, and it was like the best day of my life. And then a few years later, I was doing so well that we wanted to get our own house. So we bought a piece of land for $15,000. We hired a builder, mm-hmm. and we built it from scratch. You're such was, a doer and a creator. And I was doing that at 25, and I yeah. think like, oh, my God. And I had a car. And I would, um, and Stephen and I would drive up to the Poconos every weekend. It was like I was 50 years old. I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, we went to, um, uh, back then, they had just opened Woodbury Commons. It wasn't nearly as big as it is now. And we would stop there. We'd stop at Walmart. When Allie was born, we used to go to Walmart and take the pictures of her in like the pail <laughs> yeah. and with the, you know, overalls on. It was so, it was like $4.99. Um, I would say I was very money conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm less so now, but it's still something I have to stop because I think it comes from just being insecure growing up about money. Mm. So I was. What's your biggest about that? What's your biggest guilty pleasure that you like to buy? Hmm. Guilty pleasure. Allie's laughing. I like to buy. Well, I like to buy real estate. Oh yes, I do. I just bought a house in Florida. Tycoon. I'm selling my other house. Yeah, I do. Bags. Bags. What's the oh, go- what? What's bags. the bag? Because I'm actually Look at my bag today. I'm notoriously Alex, cheap. You grab it. What is the what are some of the bags that I should like want to get? But you're gonna like this one. Maybe I don't know. It might be too. <laughs> oh my god, it's so cool. I have matching boots, and I was gonna wear them, but they didn't go with my blue sweater. What is the it's Bottega? Bottega. Yeah, it's sick. And it doesn't oh say. It. By the way, you would never know it's Bottega. But it that's doesn't like, have to say. That's real money when you don't this need is, to show the brand name. Show that. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I'm really a little bit over the brandy brand, and believe me, I'm a brand whore too. Mm-hmm. But when people who are super, super wealthy, you know, they have money. They're mm-hmm. on television. Why are you wearing Louis Vuitton from head to toe? It just looks <laughs> okay. so bad. I'm wearing pink. No, no, I'm wearing these. No, no, I'm wearing these. Yes, but I'm talking head to toe. Yeah. <laughs> Not every single piece. I don't get there it. There is something hot about, I feel like, the richest people not flaunting anything and then, like, occasionally eat a subtle hint at something. Yes. Ooh, money talk, wealth, whis- wealth whispers. Yeah. Also, I, I, I just feel like you've lived so many lives. Oh, I have. How are, is this Jill Zarin sitting here with Bossy the Pomeranian next to her? I apologize. I didn't give you a formal intro, Bossy. Thank you for be understanding look how she's smiling at you. she's so cute but also how are you different from the jill zarin after her first season of her housewives in new york till now oh well first let's let's say after my fourth season yeah first yeah. season i was on a high i was so happy yeah um i was the queen bee because mm-hmm. i cast the show and, yeah. and i was friends with everybody and yeah you know and bethany was like my best friend and you know we were what what who are like lucy and ethel and all those you know mm-hmm. um and that was, I was so happy. And second season, I was so happy. And third season couldn't be worse than as happy as I was one and two. Mm. But I did come back season four and I had really good friendships. I made friend, uh, new friends with Cindy Barshop, who mm-hmm. I'm still friends with today. Mm-hmm. And Kelly Ben Simone and I became much closer. Mm-hmm. And I had, of course, Kelly Luann. actually was on this pod. And so was Luann. She was doing, she's doing great, Kelly. Yeah. Like kicking it. Yeah. Big time. She lives around here. Yes. And I love her daughter, C. I know. Both her kids. I mean, they're just am- amazing. We've done some trips with them. They're, Aww. I love them. I tried to fix her up once, but it didn't work out. <laughs> she should have she picked them. Big mistake. Yeah. yeah. He's worth about $500 million. <laughs> um, I'm just saying. It's not all about money. Patty Stanger, move over. <laughs> That's so hot. Um no, but she's doing great. I love Kelly. And I thought I had, honestly, the best season ever, season four. My only little thing was with with, um, with uh, the Van Kempens. Mm-hmm. And even that wasn't such a big deal. So I didn't really understand why they fired four pe- three people. Mm-hmm. They cleaned house. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is if you could ask Andy the next time you interview him, mm-hmm. if he could go back to season four of Real Housewives of New York, would he fire as met, you know four out of the seven mm-hmm. again? And if he wouldn't, who would he have kept? Okay, Good so I'm gonna question. go in. I'm gonna go in Zarin Fabrics, get the tea there. Then I'm gonna bust into D- Watch Robin's Live and be like, Andy, let's turn the tables because I want to know how are you different though from now till the end of season four? 
Okay. I, I actually said this yesterday on something I was doing. I don't remember what I was doing. Um, I had a lot of angst. Oh, in my interviews, I, I'm on now a new show called The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip mm -hmm. Ex-Wives, which is coming to Roku, Apple TV, because I just did the commercial yeah. on uh, Peacock coming uh, to streaming near you soon. She's still in her makeup from the commercial. I'm still in my makeup from doing it two days ago, and I refuse to take it off until the eyelashes go. When the eyelashes <laughs> go, then I'll wash my face. Until then, I'm staying just I'm the way I'm obsessed with the Jill Zarin. Hair, hair in the world. Um, <laughs> so they asked me the same... Wait, what was the question? Because they... Yeah. Oh, that was so. The question was right. Not how was I different, but there was a question that mm -hmm. I answered that is true. Mm -hmm. Is that I had a lot of anxiety back then. Yeah, a lot. I was very. I didn't even know if you asked me back then, are you an anxious person? I didn't even know what the word anxious meant. Like, what does that mean? What does anxiety mean? I didn't even understand what that was. I was just me, and that was me. Whatever that was, that's Jill Zarin. I didn't like that part of me, and I didn't know that that was something I could fix. But um, I don't remember when it was, but I had a period in my life of depression. Mm -hmm. It didn't last long, but I was home. Everything's great. Allie's great. Bobby's great. Money's great. House is great. I mean, not everything's perfect, but parents are great. So why would I wake up in the morning and start crying? Mm -hmm. Like literally crying. When was this? I don't remember. I don't think it was right after I got fired, but mm -hmm. it was definitely like yep. maybe a year later. Yep. And I don't, it had nothing to do with the show at all. Um, and I called my doctor. It, was, it happened like three or four days in a row. And I called my doctor crying. And I said, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't stop crying. There's nothing wrong. Allie's great. Bobby's great. My marriage is great. And I'm hysterical crying. What's wrong with me? And she goes, you need to go see a psychiatrist like immediately. And she got me into a psychiatrist. That cost me $450, by the way. So that would make me cry. She goes, so now I'm more and depressed. Me, that made me cry more. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and I, I met with him and he immediately put me on Zoloft. Mm -hmm. I think it was Zoloft. I'm not sure exactly because mm -hmm. I've been on different drugs over the years for mm -hmm. it. And, you know, within a few days, I stopped crying, you know. And then, of course, I couldn't cry, you know, if someone died. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was, you have to wall. manage the dosage, you yes. know. You have, to, you have to be able to break through a yeah. little bit. You don't want to be completely. But it, also, you yeah. went through some trauma in the public eye and then as the dust settles your body was almost telling you like I need some help because I'm not okay and now you have this great brand with your daughter and your own brand and I'm on medication and you're on medication I'm still on medication and clearly not enough today <laughs> I was literally off the rails this morning Allie tells me and she's Allie doesn't have those issues she has other things yeah she's like almost the opposite right mm -hmm. Allie's got her own you know things that bother her she's very sensitive to certain things that i don't mm -hmm. understand at all why are you so sensitive about it mm -hmm. she's like you know it's kind of like the crying thing not that she cries but that she would be very sensitive to something that i don't even understand so mm -hmm. we're different mm -hmm. um i won't talk about her mental health, she <laughs> talk about her own mental health but uh she'll she'll call me out on it yeah. and not in a bad way in a loving way she's like mom you're not okay you're yeah. like off your rocker like yeah you're but i also think it's important to understand your mom's mental health to understand your mental health a little too even if it's different because it's no but this stuff is genetic oh it's okay i feel so bad when i do that sorry Oh no! It's okay. I mean, my mom. I'm sure, I scare her. My mom, when I, I we started to understand like her anxiety, it helped me so much understand the why things are happening, and then understand why I do certain things. How's your relationship with your mom? We're best friends. Best friends. I always. Was, uh, always. Do you give her a hard time? I was a I was a people pleaser, and I very, we were always more best friends than like mother daughter. Um, but I always wanted to do really well for her. I always looked up you to did. her. She's like she was a principal of a middle school in Brooklyn. Really? Yeah, very and just impressed. very smart, and just she's like my idol. But we we do life together. Isn't that great? Yeah, and that's why Mom, I think I love you married? guys. Yeah, they're, and they're in Shelter Island. That's where they live full time. Yeah, she on, just on the retired. Board. They they were like. Close to close? the beach, close oh. to the beach. Other than the water, <laughs> there, no, there's so the highway. You know. Anyway, so but yeah, I the the relationship you guys have is really beautiful. Do you have brothers and sisters. I have a younger brother. Close. Yeah. Well, he actually just moved to Indiana, though. He oh, got he just got married. Oh, Mazel Tov. Yeah, Mazel Tov. So we're we're, we're happy married. for him, and I'm getting married. Do in we have a plan. West Hampton in May. You're getting married this May. Yeah. Is we happening? might have to make you masks. 
if you need them. A thousand percent. You may need them. I mean, not that you want them. I made them for Cynthia Bailey's wedding. Oh. Yeah, we engraved all her, um, well, well, not engraved, what's the word? Embroidered. Embroidered all her masks for her wedding. But Because you have to have it. It's a, it's a, you know, it's part of life. It's important. But I also think that the fact that you're even open enough to have the relationship where she can call you out on something or you can question her is important and beautiful. It is. But you know what? Not to get into therapy, but you know, if I was in therapy with therapists, I would say, but Allie's very passive aggressive with me. <laughs> and I don't well, know how to handle that. When I don't know how to handle it. I still don't know how to handle it. As in, you don't know if you should smack her? Um. You know, it's like I take it, I take it, I take it. And then it's like one more. And then I overreact, mm -hmm. you know, and then it's like, and then you're the, no, then then you're the villain. Like, Miss Innocent, right? <laughs> Miss Innocent. What I do, I say that. I'm like, no, it's your tone. She's like, mm -hmm. I don't know anything. I don't always about it. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say overall, we have an incredible, enviable relationship. And also, you guys sure. are freaking working in a business together. How lucky together. am I? I get to be with my daughter all the time. But like, she'll, she knows when to like break. She, we also were in Florida during COVID and, mm -hmm. and we have a place in Miami and Allie would be like, listen, I'm going to Miami for four days. Please don't call me. Yeah. You, know, you have to take break. those breaks. And but then wait, also- But then the next day when I don't call her or the next day when I don't call her, she calls me and she's like, why haven't you called me? <laughs> I'm like, you told me to leave you alone. Yeah, but I need to know. Like, yeah, but I'm the light of your life. How can you go without me? Right? So I never know. It's like, it's always, a, for me, it's always kind of a balancing yeah. with Allie because I, I want to be respectful of her, her space. Yeah. But I'm still her mother. And that goes back to, I want to be her mother more than I want to be your partner. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, so, and you know, of course, I wanted to get married and and have a family and be happy mentally and all those things. And I don't want you know fame or anything to interfere. And that's always been the mm. thing with having a child on television. Oh, yeah. It wasn't her free will to do this. So at fourteen, I had to make a decision for her. And was it ever the right decision? I will say that she was on the show the most the first season mm -hmm. because I didn't know better. Yeah. And so when I did know better, I did better. You protected all the show more. Yep. Yeah. I, Allie was never in, 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 in on the show for drama. Nope. She was part of a group, a dinner, a finale. Um, we didn't make any storylines around her life until season four, going to Sarah Lawrence. Mm -hmm. uh, that sex talk we had about her wanting to be a sex <laughs> therapist. I think she did that just to fuck with me. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone really remembers that scene, but they, they remember Allie with a lot of love. I always get a lot of shit for the, um, for the health place I took her to <laughs> when she was 14. Every Episode one, I got accused of sending her to a fat camp and all this other stuff. And listen, if she lost 10 pounds after 10 days, I'm not going to, you know, say go back and eat a milkshake. But it was really for she had arthritis and mm -hmm. I wanted her to get a lot of the shit out of her body uh, to help her feel better. Well, people she still suffers with arthritis. It's so easy to tear apart any parenting decision. And... At the time, you guys were just being vulnerable and showing your life. Yeah, and listen, you got to go on a private plane. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing. <laughs> she lost 10 pounds. She lost 10 pounds. Why am I the villain? Yeah. My but, uh, yeah. So you're about to go on. Are you already filmed the... Done and done. The ultimate girls trip. Where are your anxiety levels right now going back into the public eye in this way? Excited. A zero anxiety. Did you... The, listen, I've never left... I'm probably... And I'm not tuning my own horn. Yeah. I think that I've done the best job out of any housewives that have been let go so many years ago. Remember, I was, yeah. let go. I, I was on from 2006 to 10 or yeah. 7 to 11. I feel like you're still on the show so, in the way like, that I like look at the media. Well, the reruns help. Mm -hmm. I mean, I never want... It's funny because I, I never want the show to get canceled mm -hmm. because every time it comes on, they rerun the whole season and it mm -hmm. puts me back on air. Yeah. Um, I'm not stupid. To, to know that it helps my brand, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll do anything that'll help my brand. Mm -hmm. And I think our brand helped people. Masks helped people. We yeah. do a lot of charity. We sent, we sent uh, a free mask, for, and we still do masks every day because I could see it in Shopify, every sale. Yeah. So when I have a sale with $0, I know that's us shipping out. Yeah. Um, and by the way, please tell your listeners, for anyone who's, you know, and it's an honor system, right? We don't ask for ID. So. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's a frontline worker, a teacher, anybody who is vulnerable to getting COVID and wants masks from Jill and Allie, um, just send us an email, go on our Instagram, and we are happy to send it to you out. You'll get it within a week. 
Oh yeah, use burn fifteen oh. for a code if you'd like. If to you'd buy like to buy it to support our mission of giving masks yes. because we do it buy one give one get one free, and our prices are you know incredibly yes. affordable and they're now. incredibly great quality. I've had mine for two years okay, and I'm still using and it. They it's right protected here. you. Did you get COVID? Not during wearing the mask. It was when I started going on tour. Did you <laughs> get COVID? COVID? You got COVID? But for the first year and a half, I didn't. I was like really, really Yeah, I have safe. not gotten COVID. And then I tried to work and make some money. But um, going into this season, are you going into it differently than filming how you used to film Roni? Do you have a different strategy uh, at well, all? For, you know, okay, I was scared shit. Yeah. Going into you I thought you meant be. now. I thought you meant like, how do you feel now? No, no. Well, going now. Into yeah. filming. That week, I was scared shit. Um, and You're like, am I rusty? <laughs> you know, you want to have those one-liners. You want to do all that. But the truth is, you can't force all that it. falls out the window when you get there. Yeah. Because you're just like... <laughs> you're like, I'm not going to snap. Two minutes in, this, you're like, what the fuck? a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love doing a show like this when there's a beginning and an end. Like yes. four months where every day you don't know, you know, you're falling out with something. And the show is against human nature. The show is reading people's minds, see, you know, actually listening to people's thoughts because those interviews are your thoughts. Mm-hmm. They're asking you, what do you think about this? What do you think about her? Those are things that are private to your own brain and now I'm sharing that and that's going to be on national TV mm-hmm. and this person's going to fucking hate me. Mm-hmm. But I will say that... Um, I ran into Dorinda yesterday when I was doing... The other day when I was doing my we interviews. Love. And she said to me, because she knows me, yeah. right? She knows me the best out of the whole group yeah. because, you know, I didn't know anybody. Um, I knew Brandy, and she says to me, Jill, I know you're nervous. Don't be nervous. Say whatever you want so they'll be mad at you. It'll go away. Who Mm. gives a shit? We're all here to do a show. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Just be honest. Just tell the truth. And I'm like, do you really want me to tell you? <laughs> I know. You really want me to tell the truth? Yeah. Well, she's like, yeah, no holes barred. So, you know, and then you just hope that they don't go below the belt because I won't go below well, the belt. That's the but thing. But I'm sensitive. I got to tell you, Hannah. I can tell you whole grudges. Not to, I shouldn't watch the show. I really shouldn't. To be honest, yeah, it's... Much if you safer. don't watch the show, it's right. much, sa- much safer. But then you don't know what to say when people are interviewing you because you don't know what they showed. And you say, I honestly didn't watch the show because it scares me. I heard that Teresa doesn't watch it. And it's probably how she's survived. Well, d- never watched it or doesn't watch her seasons? She doesn't watch her seasons, really. It's the best way to live, honestly. I mean, I would say this to people, but they never listen. When people start on the show and if they reach out to me and mm-hmm. they want, you know, what's advice. your advice? Yeah, my advice is don't read Twitter, don't read Instagram. Yep. And of course, the first thing they do is open and No, I say don't start yep. Twitter. Don't do it after, mm-hmm. but don't do it while it's airing. Mm-hmm. You know, just live your life. No, that's really good and advice. Don't listen. And then they get, but I have to say, we were so much more hurt than you guys ever were. You have to understand, there were no controls of Twitter. There was no blocking. Nothing. <gasps> nothing. I didn't even think about that. There was an IHateJillZarin.com website that never got taken down. How did you cope with that? Do you know what they that? did to my book? We wrote a book, Secrets of a Jewish Mother, that mm-hmm. not for that bad third season, I probably would have been a bestseller. Yep. I mean, we sold about 50,000 copies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was still, I think, considered a bestseller number, but not all at once. Um, and and um, the reason I say that is, I think the Bible has something like a couple of thousand comments on the Bible. We're talking about the, the Bible. The Bible, capital B. Jill Zarin's Secret of a Jewish Mother had over 3,500 reviews. Wow. I hadn't even sold 3,500 books yet when those reviews went up because Amazon didn't have any filter at all. Of who was buying. They didn't, okay, so now, in order to leave a review, on anything, Wayfair, Amazon, you have to have bought it. You have to be a verified purchaser. They will not, Amazon will not allow a review of anything. Can you imagine back in the day, if I hated you and you had a line of candles, mm-hmm. I could go on and write a thousand reviews yep. saying I bought it, it stinks, it yeah. breaks. That's what but people do to my podcast. Like they'll watch this summer house disagree with a fight mm-hmm. and then give me one stars on the podcast. And I'm like, this is me pouring my heart and soul into like talking about mental health and making people laugh. But it's part of what we have to deal with. It's, it was terrible, though. I mean, I have to tell you, I got hit so hard, hard with hate. We've both had a bad season. Yeah. Have you, how have you? Like, well, let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. Did you have to write blogs on bravotv.com? No. Okay. So back in the day, we were required, when it's in the beginning, the first season or two, there were no blogs. Then they started this thing called blogs. 
And after they would send us the episode like five days before, mm-hmm. and we had to give them before the show aired our blog. Now a lot of the girls paid people to do it; mm-hmm. they literally did. They yeah. would, should let somebody else watch it and write whatever. But um, it doesn't matter because you're watching hateful things that are said about you in the show, and then you're defending yourself. I did it. I did. Yeah. So you put up a blog, and then the girls hate you for what you write in the blog, and now you're fighting with the girls, not just about the show. Now you're fighting about the blogs. But the worst part was Bravo allowed comments on the <gasps> blog. Oh. So now I have my blog, and I'll have 500 comments of people who are just, they're not even real people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, those are the people who don't really... Yeah. I don't want to say they don't matter. Of course they matter. They matter. But um, I shouldn't be able to see that stuff. And by the way, now, not only can you not see it. So there was a few seasons where Bravo stopped the blogs um, having comments. There's no more blogs. Mm -hmm. Bravo realized they're only damaging their own talent. Yeah. Because they're putting them in harm's way in front of these people to be attacked. And a lot of the time, you guys are fighting about things that people don't even know. And it gets so messy and convoluted that, and then you're just being defensive. You don't even know what you're defending. There's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes that, you know. and And back then, you couldn't break the fourth wall. No. Now that's a whole new thing. Now when you watch a housewife show, um, and, it, and it was only recently where Very you'll recent. see a camera following a cast member saying, bravo, 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 Fuck fucking yeah, yeah. bravo, right? Yeah. Well, we used to do that because that, was, that meant they can't use it. Well, one day bravo decided, hey, you know what? Fuck it, we're gonna use it. Or when they want to. Well, when they want yeah. to, but now like everything you film, yeah. even if they have the cameras down, yeah. you know, when they heard things, it used to be if the camera isn't on you, they're not listening. Oh. Until <laughs> the Luann season when she found out her friend was talking shit about her in the bathroom and there was no camera, just a hot mic. Mm-hmm. You know the word hot mic. Oh, yeah. So things have changed over the years that it makes it much easier to be on a cast. When I was on, it was really cruel. I love that you opened up about that because times have really changed and yeah. I always thought about... More protection. Yes. Much more protection for you. And you think it's terrible. You should see what it was like. Can you imagine having to read all that? And you oh. couldn't help yourself. Oh, come on. Oh, Everybody, yeah. because what You had to read it. You had to. And it's your ego that you're trying to like save and oh, protect. Oh, and I called Amazon. I'm like, listen, <laughs> there's 3,500 comments on Jill's Secrets of a Jewish Mother. Why don't you look up how many books I sold? The Bible doesn't have how as many do you, comments. How do you deal with... And they weren't, by the way, they weren't reviews about my book. It no. was like, she's you a bad know, person. I hate you. Or she's whatever it was. Right. It was all about the friends, show. I said, this shit. is not a forum for the show. Yeah. This is a book review. How do you cope with feeling like some people misunderstand you based on the show? Yeah, I mean, that hopefully is the history that I am now. Like the whole, you know, being on your show, being on other shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have a podcast. I should have a you know, YouTube, YouTube would be great. show so people can really see me. But I feel like Instagram stories is good enough. Like if you want to know how mm-hmm. I am, mm-hmm. you can check in on Instagram. Well, I also feel like the people who want to understand you will and the people who don't like are, they don't want to understand you. And if you f- spend your whole life fighting to be seen by these people. No, I just go towards the light. You know, and oh, I hell yes. Go towards the light. It's funny because this is a mental health podcast about demons, and you were the one that brought up the really? anxiety. You brought up depression. I yes. didn't even know that. You, I thought well, this was your podcast. This, I didn't know it had a topic. Oh, I mean, I mean, you nailed it. You did it yourself. Did I really? We're gonna. I'm so good. We're gonna. I she's didn't even crushing know hell. Um, we're gonna end with a final game called. Oh, I love a game. It's called. It's really just me asking you questions, but when I call it a game, it sounds more fun. I maybe um, help Allie want to come back sit with me. Oh, yeah, Allie. You come, come, back. come for this come on. one, it'll be fun. Because tell me if she if she has trouble answering one. Okay, Ooh. it's time to play The Seven Deadly Sins. Seven Deadly Sins. What are you greedy about? Love. Oh, I love that. Love. Love from what? Gary, oh. Allie, my parents. Oh. Bossy. Yeah, can't get enough. Who are you envious of? Julia Hart, as of today. <laughs> we had dinner at her house last the night. The sickest apartment oh, I've ever seen. Life. I mean, I, I'm only sharing that because she has a reality show. Otherwise, I would never betray right. she shows her someone's lifestyle. Oh my God. She has a custom closet that not only has like the, um, the rack from the dry cleaner, mm-hmm. she has it on two levels because she's short. So hers has, she, she patented it. It's electric. It comes out and drops down. Oh, yes. Oh, my she God. She is the fucking queen, and I bow to her. That's incredible. What are you gluttonous about? What are you overindulging? Oh, Pinkberry and Diet Coke. That's so easy. <laughs> that's hilarious. Pinkberry and Diet Coke. Diet that's Coke my is a real addiction. People, Coke, this is that. I thought this was water. No, no it's not. 
She's just and why I'll be it. I'm still Pinkberry. What's your what's your cocktail? It's hazelnut. Oh, with um, they have a Nutella with milk with like Nestle's Crunch in it. Yeah, it's like a and I put that on the Pinkberry and I eat it every day. That's incredible for it's, breakfast, for dessert, no, for lunch, usually for, uh, after dinner. I love. Have you ever had Pinkberry? Have you ever had chocolate hazelnut Pinkberry? I love Pinkberry. Oh really? I like the original flavor too, like the tart. I only like the chocolate hazelnut, and it is so. We'll fight about that later. No idea. I just ordered two take homes. Okay. Oh yeah. She seamless. That's naughty. And the Nutella um, with the chocolate crunch, and they Mm -hmm. charge seven dollars extra for it. Oh, it's worth it. With everything, shipping, and everything, fifty-three dollars for two take homes. Right. Right. No, Desi, a lot of money. My fiance and I get naughty some nights, and we're like, "Do you want to get froyo?" And it's like seventy dollars. I know, it's, <laughs> but it's worth it. It's worth. Oh it. Oh my god, it's worth it. But um, actually, we make we make swag. You would love this. We should avoid. We have all this reality show swag now mm-hmm. that we oh, sell yes, on JillZarin.com, mm-hmm. and we've got where's my diet coke sweatshirt. <laughs> And we just made Where's My Diet Coke? This, but hasn't come in yet. It's perfect. It's all she drinks. It's all it says is addictive. And then we have like, uh, I want to, what is it? I want to be a reality star? Future reality star. Sweatshirt, pants. Training. And then we have Scary Island, the episode three, with the apple engraved. You know, like an, uh, what do they call it? Embroidery. Embroidery. An apple embroidered on the sleeve. Really cool. Would you go on reality TV? I would have said no a few years ago because Mm -hmm. I was focused on like my career and kind of making a name for myself. But I feel like, now it is who we are and it's know. an influencer world yeah i mean the more press you get the better it and is it's kind of like brand. too late like i already was on tv yeah it not get any worse now <laughs> i did millionaire matchmaker i'd like wife swap oh I yeah you guys have done so many yeah but at this point it's like was yeah. besides bravo what was your favorite offshoot show that you well, i want to do family feud Oh, I yeah. love family. I want to do family food. You need a bigger family. You can come. come no, I think. Oh my god, that'd be so if you ever fun. get asked, we could do it together. Oh my god, that would be bossy. Good. Would you do like a celebrity Big Brother or like that kind In of a stuff? Minute. I would love that. I told you I love camp. You love what? Like I lo- oh I didn't this is, I didn't tell you this. I told someone else. I love. <laughs> I was like oh it shit had to I missed do with, that. No, it had to do with the show that we just did up at Dorinda's house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I love the, the I love doing that show because it was seven girls together. Mm-hmm. Like you know, kumbaya. Yeah. All to, it, like I love that. It's like a camp. I do. I love yeah. that. So Celebrity Big Brother, I'd be like, oh, I have a, I have 30 new friends until they all hate on me and yeah. fire me. And then I start to cry. It, well, it's so funny because you get this incredible bond with Did these people. Did you do people. it? No, I haven't. Oh. But but I'm saying even Summer House, I get this incredible yeah. bond with these people. But then because it's so close and so intense, it also can break so fast. Who gets too. the best room in the house? Um, the married, the engaged couple would get it. But we'd like fight for it every season. <laughs> but like the engaged, because I was like, oh, me and Paige, we have like hair and clothes. Yeah. Because they got it like four seasons in a row, but we didn't get it. Um, and then what are the are the all the other rooms equal? Nor it, they have a different house each year. I oh heard my. the house they rented this year was three houses away from my old house. Oh my god! And it was a crazy house. They got in so much trouble. They kept adding on and adding on, and they added on this porter portion the thing in the you know it's like a driveway that they add uh-huh. covered driveway i don't know what they call a pochette or something yeah. to the front of the house but they didn't have a permit and they built it anyway and i heard that no one can ever sell that house because they'll never get permitted you know a cfo to sell it so now they just, and then i heard they rented it and it was like i, I went for the finale uh-huh. party this summer oh cool I, yeah. what do you think of her on summer house you think she'd be good or no way i think i think they need they could use someone like her because there's not someone like her on the show right now. As in, like, you seem a little down to earth. I don't know if that's exciting enough. They need the... But maybe but it could not be a slow bounce. Can be Sierra's a. pretty down to earth, too, though. Sierra, I mean, yeah. she'll get excited and stuff, but, like, she's very grounded and, like... Allie would be great because she's passive-aggressive. I like it because I, I just love a tough girl on TV. And I think... Ali's a Scorpio. It just says. Oh, I love Scorpios. Paige is a Scorpio, and Des is a Scorpio, and I'm a Scorpio rising. No big deal. When's your birthday? August twelfth. I'm a Leo. Oh, Leo the Lion. I'm November thirtieth. I'm a Sag, and I'm all Sag. Like all housewives are Sag. Like Dorinda's a Sag. Ramona's a Sag. Sony's. Summer House was all Leos, and it was just a Lion's Den. Huh? Yeah. Oh, that's a good. It was wild. It was. We called it Lion's Den. I think Ali should audition. (laughs) I mean, if they do, I know some people. When was the last... You're trying to distract me from no, the game. go ahead. When was the last time you experienced extreme wrath or anger? Four hours ago. We had a fight this morning. Oh, pretty much. Oh, yeah. What was it about? Business. Yeah. Business. Me not focusing. Uh, 
Allie wanted me to sit and do sit what she wanted down, me to do. Respond to this email. And I had all these fires I'm putting out, including, yeah. you know, just everything. I feel like there's a good balance, though, that she'll call you out. Oh, yes. Well, because no one else really can. Yeah. Well, this, she says they're scared of me. I'm like, why are they scared of me? <laughs> she doesn't see it. I don't see it at all. <laughs> I'm such a marshmallow. When was the last time? Ooh, I'm interested. When was the last time you were a sloth or like lazy, didn't do anything all day? As often as possible. Really? Yes. I, right That's now, all I want to do is lay in bed and watch Succession. <gasps> I have like six more episodes. I finished El oh, yeah, Yellowstone. I did it. Oh, like so you love weeks. quality television. When do you wake up in the morning? 7.30. Between 7 and 7.30 is my natural rhythm. And I would be sleeping by 10. I also have to ask you, your skin looks amazing. You look really, really beautiful. Thank you. What are some of your like tips of just staying looking you like know, you I'm, do. I'm actually testing doing products. So I've been mm -hmm. testing them. We'll see. We'll see. I think they're working. Because I just want to see your face one. moves. You look like yourself. Oh, yeah, it does. You look, look great. Someone told me yesterday my forehead's moving. I was like, though, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's good. It, like, yeah. No, no, I want to be natural. Like I want to be my age. I mean, I want to look good for my age. I don't yeah. want to age badly. But if I'm aging well, I don't see any reason. Sometimes I get very distracted by like the over plastic surgery where I don't even see the person's face. I just like see the lips or like I, I see nothing know. done. Too much. You I look know. great. Just pat wax there. I mean, yeah, you're lucky you got the blue eyes. I don't, I mean. Not from her. Not from her. That's a, you should do a podcast with Allie. Oh, She's got anytime. a story to tell. Anytime. So many stories. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Um. No idea. They didn't get it on The Real Housewives. And you know, it's funny. I called Andy and I told him when it all happened. And I, and I said, you know, maybe we want to do something. And he was like, not interested at yeah. the time. I don't yeah. know. How are you and Andy? Great. That makes me happy. I wouldn't be on the show without him. Yeah. I mean, he called me and said, um, I've been looking for something for you for a long time. I think I found it. He told me what it was. And he and he said, I'm the first one he's asking. Am I in? <gasps> that makes I me know. so happy. because I feel so happy. I feel like. And how about this? This so sucked. I got invited to be one of the doorbells for Christmas. Oh, yeah. And I got canceled two days because Andy got COVID. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There were so many random gigs that got canceled because of COVID. Everything. But I, there is something right about like, you did your thing, you focused on yourself, you didn't like try to burn too many bridges. And it says a lot that over so many years, Andy and you still have this nice relationship. It took a while for us to get back. There was yeah. some troublemakers in there who tried to really cause problems for us. Oh, of course. And it worked. I mean, they did, they caused problems. But you know what, time heals has a way of healing all wounds. It really I, does. I will say though, for some juice, there mm -hmm. was a kids Watch What Happens Live episode. Do you mm -hmm. remember that? No. It was like Watch What Happens Live with like six or eight of the kids. I'm dying <laughs> thirst. I'm dying of thirst. Um, I'm dying of thirst. I hate water, but it's okay. I, need to, I hate water too. Um, I need a drink. Anyway, Watch What Happens Live episode with the kids at the best of whatever. And she called Andy like a passive aggressive thing. Like, why didn't you invite Allie? It wasn't passive aggressive. It was, it was aggressive. It wasn't aggressive. Well, it was, but it was she doesn't like feeling it. left out. We know right. that about her. Well, but I, I felt like care. Allie yeah. was an OG. But the excuse was that it was all um, kids who were still on the show. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, OGs, but Brooks Marks is on it. Right. So it's a bit confusing. You know, they always have, you know, they, everyone makes up their own roles. Right. It's all this, except that person can come on too, you know? But I didn't care. Mm -hmm. I cared. I, and was I, I was on it so long ago. Like, it didn't matter. Listen, I just got hurt recently, but I didn't call him. I, I, Gary said, do not call. Do not call. He did a show on the best, uh, not the best. He said, like, the most whatever mothers of the Real Houses of New York. Mm -hmm. And he did, like, a countdown mm -hmm. and five. And Marisol's mother, which I totally get, was number, uh, number one. But they didn't include Gloria. And I was like, Gloria. There's so many moms, though. I know. Well, there weren't that housewives. many. They were yeah, but they're not all. There's, on the and there's show. so many politics involved in those things. You don't know who, it's not, it's not what really intern politics. put it together. Yes and yeah. no, no, but no. But Andy, Andy had his hand on that. But yeah. that's okay. Listen, you know what? I'm not a top of mind, and I'm not on the show anymore. Mm -hmm. And every other mother was on the show. Yeah. So I got that. It's like you learn to pick your. But you know where the first one started with me and him, <laughs> where I was upset. It goes so far back. He put a picture of Jiggy uh -huh. next to him and watch what happens live stage. Uh -huh. And he didn't put ginger. And I was so upset. <laughs> and that's why we got a Pomeranian to compete with Jiggy. No, that's not true. And J a and Jiggy's no, not true. passed away. Rest in peace. I know. Rest in peace. But I do have to say, Bossy has been sitting here the whole time. And oh, there's only one boss. She is incredible. He likes Bossy. He's met Bossy. He likes Bossy. 
But, you know, I was hurt for Ginger. I thought it was, you know, very hurtful to my dog. You know, because <laughs> I no, no, don't fuck with her family. No because, no, because Ginger was the first dog mm-hmm. and Lisa Vanderpump came, you know, many yep. seasons, you know, many years later. Yep. Not many, many, but a couple of years later. Why did why did Jiggy get up there? What about, you know, poor Ginger? Now, now I'm upset. Yeah. But <laughs> last one. Who was your celebrity crush? Like, when was the last time you lusted over someone? Well, you know, I don't really lust on like, But I, I mean, I used to say, but it's not on anymore, Liv Shriver. Because, uh, yeah. And it wasn't him. It he was has a movie role. coming out. Does he? No, no, but it was his role. I loved him or? as Roy as Roy Donovan. Yeah, Donovan. Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan, the movie Ray Donovan. Out. Oh, my God. I'm totally watching. He's you hot. know, I kind of love, I don't know if I love, but I loved Yellowstone. Uh-huh. I want to be Beth the bitch, uh-huh. but I'm not, but I want to be. Uh-huh. Um... And you like Kevin Costner? What's his name? No, I yeah. like Kevin, but what was uh, Rip? Rip was like, he Not was the Kevin man. Costner? <laughs> I love how she goes, I don't really like him, but I Kevin do like Costner. <laughs> Kevin Costner, just, I don't even know if you know this, was at my house in the Hamptons. Really? Yep. He was dating a girl who was there as a guest. It was like a friend of a friend who was a guest. And she told me on Kevin Costner, and that's why everybody loves him. That's what I'm just saying. Okay. That's you, what I heard. I think he's hot. He's a zaddy. I'm into him. He is hot. Final, final question of the whole pod. I feel like you can go forever. Um, me too. So we're troubled together. You're going to have to make this two episodes. <laughs> this could be two-parter. Two-parter. What advice would you give to people who are going through hell? What do you do to cope when you're going through a dark time? Got to speak to your people. Got to talk to your mentors, the people who love you. Stay close. You got to be with people who keep telling you how amazing you are, how it's not your fault, well, you know, whatever the issue is, that you're the best. <laughs> everyone else is assholes. Everyone else is assholes. It's not you. You know, just because 12 people found you guilty, I'm telling you, it wasn't you. I know it wasn't you. Just because your fingerprints are you're everywhere, it's person. not your fault. You're a good person. Um, yeah, you got to go to the person who, when you're, you know, when 12 people find you guilty, who says, no, you're not, and we love you anyway. Those are the people you have to have around you. Oh, Keep Jill Zarin, this was such an honor. You are such an icon in so many ways, and I hope you know that every time you go to sleep at night. And Allie, you too. So Jill would to not me. be here without you, I can tell. Thank you. Um, sure. Not mean you. to you. So, so JillZarin.com, shop till you drop. JillAndAllie.com, use the code BURN15. And if you're a frontline worker, a teacher, free. Free. And we love you guys so much. Thanks we for burning and thank you for talking about my us. manifestation. So <laughs> the candle situation for those who go online is we have three of the most gorgeous holographic, and we will never sell these again. The prices went up like double mm-hmm. at cost, so mm-hmm. I will not do this again next year. Mm-hmm. So you're getting like, believe it or not, even though they, these are uh, fifty five dollars, it's like a steal because mm-hmm. um, the stones alone are worth you know anywhere yeah. depending on the stones anywhere worth at retail between five and fifteen dollars just for the stones. Yeah, and then you have two pounds of wax. It's soy it's cleans burn i'm obsessed and it but, smells i like a pungent good oh, solid good. smell and this it's is fun peach, peach. Ooh. long tea but it's radiate positivity light for good energy clarity growth and healing and you know what this was a great christmas gift for someone but it's a great gift for yourself so i enjoy get it, it for everyone get well thanks everyone. so much guys and thanks we'll talk to you us. later bye Love you. bye everybody <laughs> <laughs>